and welcome to Funny Business, a podcast for free thinkers. I'm Lockie Bradford. And I'm Robbie Hicks. On today's episode, we have the main man, Taf Chiwanza from uh, Payo. And I'll tell you right now, is he the coolest bloke we've ever interviewed? Probably the sexiest. I mean, I love seeing another sexy bald man, you know, just there's, there's not many out there. And I feel like, you know, as a group, as a group of us, I, I like to see it. Uh, for anyone out there who's into interested in the world of product and tech and want to hear about like scrambling to get an MVP out there and understanding what it means to like get things out to customers, test, validate, get feedback. This is an absolute belter of, uh, of an episode. Hope you enjoy. Taff, thank you so much for jumping on and chatting with us today on the Funny Business Podcast. For those at home listening, tell us who are you and what do you do? Yeah, no, thanks, fellas. Appreciate you having me on. I was super excited to, uh, you know, just uh, talk shit, talk about payo and uh, and get stuck into a bit of our journey and what we're doing. Um, but I guess, yeah, I mean, with, with myself, um, I'm originally from Zimbabwe. Uh, I moved here for, for uni uh, many years ago. And, uh, you know, kind of, I studied sports management, international business. So, you know, at that stage, the goal was to be a sports agent, you know, for um, Jerry Maguire type vibes. What um, sports? But, what sports were you thinking? What, 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 was, um, the, yeah, what was, was the dream? Yeah, right into, you know, it's probably going to be soccer, so football, or, um, uh, you know, I played golf at a serious level as well. So it was going to be managing, you know, managing players and that, but, you know, open to anything. Um, and, you know, that was the goal the whole time to, you know, do that, maybe do some something on in law and, and, and manage players, professional sports players um, after uni. Yeah. So did you move? So what? You moved to Australia to study at uni. That was the first time coming over here? Yeah, that was my first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just um, I moved. I was, meant to go to, I was meant to go to the US, actually, to study for uni. And then um, that didn't work out. I was going to go um, go play, you know, college golf and do uni over there. And then... You know, that didn't work out. And then my folks are like, well, you can go to the UK or you can come to Australia. And I was like, not going to do the UK weather. So I, I moved to Queensland. Um, that was that was the decision-making process, just a weather decision. And uh, landed up in Queensland and uh, on the Gold Coast and uh, uh, went to Griffith Uni over there. Yeah. I fucking admire and love that. People taking the leap, going to another country and just going, fuck it, you know what? I'm going to make this happen. What was your first experience like? You mentioned off air, uh, your first job was at uh, Queensland Cricket. So you yeah, love cricket. So- you got a job there. You're thinking, this is grouse. Hey, before you, you don't understand, Taff, Locke is the biggest cricket nuffy. Like he's yeah. watching highlights right. on YouTube from any cricket match he's there. It's like, it's always on. It's like Old dream. Shield matches from 20 years ago I'm watching, you know? <laughs> Tragic. Love it. So yeah, you would know, like, I mean, Definitely not now, but back in the day, the Zimbabwe cricket team was like, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty decent back in the day. Oh, mate. Heat streak, of course, you know. We had, you know, Campbell. We had, um, obviously, the Flower Brothers. We were super, super strong team back in the days, right? Um, But, yeah, I mean, I studied international business and sports management. So, I guess um, a foot in the door was like going to Queensland cricket. Um, So, you know, I gave that a crack and... It's very much like, you know, like sports management here, I found is very much an old school, you know, an old, you know, old boys club type vibe. But, it, you know, it wasn't really for me. So I, uh, you know, quickly moved away from there and uh, went into corporate sales, um, you know, which, which was cool again. or was, you know, making pretty decent money at a young age coming out of uni. So, you know, a bit of travel, interstate travel, which was exciting. Um but I wouldn't say really, you know, really fulfilling. Um, but then 
it was, you know, when things really got started ticking over was when I joined a startup in, um, in, on the Gold Coast, which was a workforce management software. Um, at that time, they were called Roster Plus. So, you know, basically like check-in, check-out type stuff, um, using that in hospitality and various, various other industries. And, you know, at that, at that time, the, the tech was pretty dated and we were kind of bringing a fresh perspective to that. You know, this is over 10 years ago, but like, you know, really making it like modern, cool, seamless, all that sort of stuff. And it was just like, three of us max in, you know, some like makeshift office slash, you know, apartment and everything. And I kind of took a leap of faith to get into this. And, um, you know, within a couple of months, we closed one of the biggest telcos in Australia. And I'm sitting there going like, shit, do these guys know what our office looks like? <laughs> and, you know, and I just, you know, I just got so much that buzz and that excitement from, you know, having that sort of impact. I was like, startups, that's it. This is where I'm going to stay. Yeah. What, what, what was it about tech that you were interested in? Like what, what drew you to the being more involved in the world of tech? Was this the first time you dabbled into being involved in like software companies or like, is it something that yeah. tickled your fancies about I'm, why, like, what was it about it? No, yeah. Yeah. I mean, before then, I mean, obviously it was still tech. I was in um, like telemetrics, like, um, you know, vehicle tracking systems, which is, which is to some degree is, is still tech, but more, um, you know, more legacy corporate type stuff. It was just more so, you know, the, the appeal like with the workforce management software was how you can put up an MVP. So, you know, something you've barely put any effort in while well, you've put effort, but um, it's not quite there, but you can still win business, right? You can still open doors and have interesting conversations. You can, you can try to challenge industries that have been doing things, you know, a certain way for so long. And then you're like, nah, I think you should do it like this. Right. And, 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 and try to pull that off. And, you know, that's super exciting, right? When you, when you're in your twenties and you know you can, you know you can close the biggest telco in Australia and and have that sort of impact. I mean that 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 gets you out of bed. So fast forward, where does where does the idea from Payo come from, and how does how does that come about? Yeah, so from there, you know, obviously I um, had a good time there in the workforce management software. I I moved to a business called My Guest List that does. Um, uh, which at that time was primarily a marketing platform for hospitality. And this is kind of like when I started to get my, my roots in, in like, I guess what you want to call food tech or, or hospitality tech, tech and, you know, built relationships there as the national business manager for them. Um, and then I moved to uh, Zomato after that, where I, I ran the Australia business. So Zomato, you know, if you don't know, they bought Urban Spoon um, and, you know, pretty much was, you know, the number one search and discovery platform in Australia, if you're looking for food, you know, review business, uh, loyalty business, etc. Um, and it was actually while I was there and we were watching this phenomenal growth in, in, um, in Buy Now, Pay Later, right? Like Afterpay, you know, Zipay, all of that sort of thing. And, and, you know, you know, even prior to that, I remember when I first even came across this, I think, um, you know, my, my wife had, had, had gone to like the hairdresser and they had offered a zip pay or something in the early days. And, I, and she came back and said, I got offered this thing to pay off my, you know, and I was just like, wow, that is going to go off. Um, and, you know, <laughs> fast forward, of course, you've seen the sale of Afterpay and all of that, right? But um, we, we saw that and we were like, that is, you know, the, the, the growth rate, if you look at the numbers now, I think we're sitting at about 6.5 million Australians, well, 6.5 million accounts in Australia, uh, buy now, pay later accounts. So that's a big, you know, portion of the population. You're talking, 
you know, at least a quarter, almost a third of the population, right? Um, so we saw that and said, this is how pretty much a third of Australia likes, you know, or a quarter of Australia likes to pay for things. You know, let's bring this to, to hospitality um, because at the same time, Vanapaleta was skyrocketing and credit card applications were actually at their lowest since 2011. So, you know, one is doing that, the other one is doing that, right? But that's a pure rejection from like millennials and Gen Z saying, I'm not going to get my first credit card anymore. I'm not going to, you know, fill out 10 pages to get a two grand credit card and, you know, you know, give a blood test just to get a two grand credit card, right? They're, you know, they were now, you know, looking at, you know, how easy and frictionless uh, the buy now, pay later process was. And we thought we could bring this to hospitality. Um, so, you know, the initial thing was, I started having conversations at Zomato with the likes of Afterpay and Zipay and that sort of thing to be like, hey, I think we should bring, I think we should bring this to, to Zomato. Um, and then, you know, those conversations progressed pretty deep, actually. And then at that time, Zomato then actually decided to exit the market, right? So they decided to exit Australia. I think I was, you know, we had an office of about 100 people at that time. This is just at the start of COVID. And, you know, I had to obviously let all those people go. And, you know, obviously that was very difficult. And we're... Um, you know, we're now going to give up this idea of introducing buy now, play to Hospo through Zomato. And, you know, when Zomato finished up, I was like, hey, um, I think we should just, I should try and do this, you know, just by ourselves. And I was having this conversation with someone else I was working with who, you know, luckily one of my co-founders, Sean Donnelly, um, he's one of the co-founders. And, you know, he was thinking the same thing. And he happened to to bump into um, our other co-founder, Scott, who's very deep in finance um, and uh, who's in Brisbane, and Sean made the introduction to Scott and we started to have, you know, this conversation about, hey, let's, let's bring this to hospitality. Uh, and then we just like, you know, we just, we just went for it, right? Um, and the, the big thing that gave us the conviction was, you know, people kept saying, oh, I don't know if the spend's going to be high enough in hospitality, you know, people are buying all these extravagant things in retail, it probably makes, it makes more sense there. Um, and then we, we looked at Afterpay's average spend. And at that time, I think it was about $135.40, the average transaction. And we were like, geez, well, I know certainly, certainly Rob, I'm, I'm sure Rob on a big night spends way more money than $140. <laughs> um, so we were like, you know, if, if people are, you know, if, if you go to restaurants and you have a good dinner or you go out for, um, you know, a, a boutique experience, you're definitely spending more money than that so absolutely this can work in hospitality so you know we, we went and we launched it yeah i guess having relationships attached to the fact that you've been been there at samara you, you understood like what were the good places what was like the early people that came onto the platform like it was a bit like did you already know that you're going to go from like curating like high-end yeah. type stuff that, yeah i mean we, that was absolutely an advantage the fact that you know being at Zomato and having that industry experience helped us because we had all the contacts from like, you know, previous, uh, previous relationships we had with restaurants, right? But the thing is, we, you know, in our head, we were like, we want to unlock experiences that people haven't had before, you know, the same way that buy now, pay later, it was more about, okay, so I would maybe usually go to this store or buy this pair of shoes, but if I can pay it in four, I'm going to get a better version. I'm going to get something more premium, right? So we, you know, that's what we were trying to bring to hospitality as well. But we, we never knew where this would sit. So rather than go super, super fine dining or whatever, 
we just we 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 really went pretty broad to see where the people would actually go, right? To not make an assumption and actually see where people transact. So we have everything from QSR to fine dining. Um, but you know, a couple of people that have come on the journey with us um, early on, we got the likes of like uh, Bomba, we've got um, you know Morris Jones, House of Three White in Sydney. We have Catalina Pony Dining. Um, are you going? Are you going out for dinner every night, just testing all these bad boys out? I'll 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 do this one, guys. I'll take one for the team. <laughs> that's that's um that's part of the gig, right? You gotta you gotta be in the scene. You gotta go check out the places. Um, not not every not every night, but of course, uh, we spend a lot of time at restaurants and and building these relationships. And um, yeah, you know, I, I love it, and 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 you know, we we love being able to to bring a technology that unlocks these unique experiences for people right that's the whole idea yeah what type of food are you loving if you had one like one night out you can only go to one place where, where are you heading <laughs> um oh good question um wow i guess yeah i mean it just it just depends what, what the vibe is right i'm i'm pretty i mean i'm pretty basic in the fact that um uh, probably like a meat meat based dish like you know I'll probably go to somewhere Argentinian you know very like you know meat based um, maybe some ceviche have a nice Malbec you know something like that that that'll, that'll probably be my vibe South American South American cuisine yeah I feel like you'd spend lots of money on clothes you know going out for dinners every night you can't wear the same <laughs> shirt every night you know what I mean I'd be breaking the bank I reckon making sure I'm looking good oh uh... Well, maybe you yeah. got to kind of you got to switch it up, right? You got to be you got to be clever with it, right? You just you know mix and match things, and you can get away with it. Well, tell us about the mindset of like you know Zomato's done, and you you've got to let people go, which I'm sure was just like fucking. This is going to be tough. Like the tough, mindset tough, shift, toughest of, thing I've done. Yeah, yeah like take us through yeah. that and, and turning that into a positive of like, hang on, I can see something here. I'm sure it would have been a bit of a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, I mean, I mean, the only word you can think of. Was just brutal right you've um you've been taking people on the journey you've been managing these people um you know you at that stage you uh you know you're building out some new products that are pretty exciting and you know you, you gotta you gotta let them go right and you know you, you're letting yourself go as well right because ultimately you're having that conversation but knowing that you know your you know your your time at the company is over as well right so you know while it was hard it was also you know an opportunity where i was like you know, I've been in like senior exec roles in, in startups where I've been having all these crazy ideas and the CEOs never listen to me or they brush me off and they're like, nah, that's, that, you know, that's crazy. I'm like, well, now I can do it myself. Now I can, you know, bring these crazy ideas to life and, uh, you know, and give it a crack and see and see if we can make this work. And, um, you know, that, that, that's what we did with, um, that's what we did with Payo. You know, it's, it's, it's great to see the response from people. You know, we, we yeah, I think end of this month is, is 12 months uh, live and we've onboarded about 800 restaurants in that time, right? Um, and, you know, we, we're creeping up to 100,000 people downloading the app. So it's just, you know, and that's growing at a phenomenal rate daily. So it's super cool to watch that, super cool to, to be there from the beginning um, with all the testing, with all the, with all the pain that comes along with it. But um you know, I'm, you know, while Zomato was difficult to, for that chapter to close, you know, being, you know, you know, uh, I guess being at the front of this ship and leading this is, is, is even more exciting. Yeah. 
being involved in a company that is going through like growth like yours, what have been some mm. of the challenges, I guess, from even from a tech perspective to scaling to make sure you can keep up with the demand of onboarding new vendors or um, growing at the rate that you guys are doing? Um, yeah, challenging, man. Like, you know, it's the same, it's the same stuff in startups, right? I mean, but you, you have to, you know, you, you need to be fearless and you gotta, you gotta move quickly. Right. Um, and moving quickly, you know, moving quickly is one of those things in startups that's imperative, right? Because you can quickly get left behind. You can get bogged down in this whole thing about I'm going to try and build the best product, you know, and then, you know, someone else comes out with something, right? And it's not to say you shouldn't focus on product, but, you know, the key thing is just get an MVP out there, get something out there, test and get feedback, right? And that's something we, that's something we've done. We've just, we've just gotten out there. And I think, that, that speed has actually helped us, right? Because, you know, if we had been slow, as, as you guys probably know, and as, as the guests, as your, your, you know, your, your listeners uh, probably know, Afterpay came into, uh, came into hospitality, right? Um, towards the end of last year. And, you know, if we hadn't been ballsy enough to actually just get an MVP out there and, and go, even though it wasn't perfect, they would have got the head start on us and made that big announcement as the first people in buy now, pay later for hospital, right? But because of that speed, we were able to get out in front of them. Um, and of course, you know, when, um, you know, when Octopay actually launched, uh, we got our record downloads that, 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 that week <laughs> because everyone was like, oh, okay, Octopay is in hospital. Oh, there's, there's, a, oh, there's Payo. Who's Payo? Let's just check out Payo, right? So, you know, moving at that pace has helped us. So, yeah, speed, speed is imperative, yeah. What about building the right team? You, I know you're scaling out the right uh, amount of people that you have yeah. working in under mm-hmm. AO and in a short amount of time, building the right team mm-hmm. and building a culture that you mentioned as a senior executive. Former places mm-hmm. now, Ben, this is your baby. This is your culture yeah. you're creating. What are some of the differences that you've, you've uh, brought in? Yeah, of course, man. You know, you always say it's going to be, you know, when it's your thing, I'm going to hire the best team and I'm going to do that. And, you know, you, and then you have to raise and you have to make these tough decisions, right? So, I think, um, you know, our mindset from the beginning and the mission has been, we want to build a platform for hospitality that actually helps the merchants, right? Actually helps the merchants and um, gives them the best opportunity to succeed. I think it's super easy to bring tech into hospo and just make money from it. And then, you know, you know restaurants are then left, you know, with like big commissions or, or, or stuff that actually is not economically viable, right? So... When we started to build a team, I wanted people that hospital mindset, obviously, and that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, Zomato was a was an easy was an easy well, of course. Fortunately, you know, I'll be able to bring some people across from there, um, including my co-founder Sean. Um, Sean actually has a couple of restaurants as well, right, in Brisbane. So, you know, again, we're, we're you know we're from hospital and we build fast so we get to learn and test a bunch of stuff at Sean's venues uh, and see if this works and you know and it's very much I mean pretty much like it's like operator driven technology right you you know you're, you're building out stuff that you know is real feedback from hospitality owners because hospitality owners are in our business um, outside of that um, we've got um, We've got our head of marketing who actually came from the Urban List. So I'm sure you all know the Urban List. And, you know, having that, that lifestyle and food experience as well is a good platform to, to build our brand, right? Especially since, since By Now Paleta is a very, you know, a very millennial and Gen Z um, type audience, you know, being able to communicate with them and bring 
bring to life this new experience um, is critical for our business. Um, and then also Scott, who obviously comes from a finance background, which is a key component, right? So, um, and then lastly, Kevin, who's our CTO, he, he, he's up, he scaled a buy now, pay later to unicorn status before. So, you know, he's been there, he's built the team from zero. So, you know, I, we, we've been lucky, man, lucky to be able to bring in these super talented people. Um, and, and that's the thing about me. I, I carried this from Zomato as well, right? I'm, I'm super, super comfortable in being, in not being the smartest guy, right? Not being the smartest guy in the room. Um, you know, I actually, you know, you want to hire people that are, you know, um, you know, really experts in their field or, you know, I'm not intimidated by someone being smarter than me. Um, that only makes a better team, right? There's no point in you being the superstar of the conversation at every meeting. You want people to come with different points of view, strong views and interesting views that can help you scale. What about in terms of the storytelling aspect, like telling them, selling the vision, telling them the vision, like getting people on board, how important was that? And is that something that you've crafted over time or have you like learned that as you've gone? Um, yeah, I think, you know, but because I hire a lot of people, because we hire a lot of people that come from a food tech background, right? Even though they've been a successful companies, really, you know, what we, you know, what we're selling is an opportunity to bring real, really something of value, right? That point that I spoke about before where there's a lot of food tech stuff around, but it's not necessarily helping the restaurant. It's making, you know, other businesses a lot of money, but it's not helping the restaurant. So, you know, when you can get people that are already passionate about hospitality to come into something and say, hey, we can help restaurants here. You know, we can bring someone that is spending, you know, significantly more money than their average customer is spending when you bring in uh, when you bring in a payer customer. Right. And we have these conversations with um, we have these conversations when we when we having interviews or when we're speaking. Right. Like when you look at our average spend in Sydney and Melbourne, we are. I think the average spend in hospital is around $30, right? Everything from QSR to fine dining, right? In Sydney and Melbourne, our average spend is $110. You know, that's, that's the sort of behavior we're driving, right? And so to be part of that introduction of something that's so good for restaurants, that's not going to cost them anything until someone walks into a restaurant um, that is bringing repeat customers. Um, and, you know, I think as well, I mean, you're taking on one of the most uh, successful startups ever in Australia in Afterpay, right? So that's that's a pretty exciting battle. You can't get out of bed for that. Not much is going to get you excited. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Um, this is pumping me up, this chat, yeah, I feel, to be yeah, honest. I feel pretty yeah. jacked up. What about from like a trends perspective in, in like mm. launching at the time you did in the middle of a pandemic yeah. and what are some of the challenges around like, like you, know, you mentioned timing about getting something out the door and making sure you're there. Oh, but you yeah. if, that, you yeah. picked an interesting time to go. You know? uh, what was challenging? Um, everything <laughs> it was just absolutely, it was just really difficult, man. I mean, we, you know, I mean, call it ignorance, call it, uh, call it positivity. At that time, we're thinking, you know, this is going to blow over. You know, we have the idea, everything will be good. Of course, things go on. And, you know, with us, right? we are when a restaurant's closed we're closed right <laughs> when when restaurants are not busy we're not busy it's uh of course they suffered way more than us and you know i feel for all the operators in the last uh last couple of years but man just really challenging but you know we had a plan and, and we we stuck with it you know we could have given up but i guess what we you know our focus was always on the future you know we, we weren't building a business for right now uh we're building a business for the future 
we knew that millennials and Gen Z have chosen this as their currency, right, for retail, and they don't have an option for lifestyle and hospitality, right? So we were now giving that to them, right? So I think, you know, you've seen a lot of businesses in the last, um, in the last couple of years that have launched to solve a problem during the pandemic, but then, you know, what's actually going to happen post-pandemic, right? Are people still going to want that product? Maybe not, right? They might have got that hockey stick growth during the pandemic, but then when things get back to normal, that might start to dip. You know, for us, we're extremely bullish that it's only going to get stronger and stronger because we're building a product for the future um, and we're solving problems that were, you know, that were there before the pandemic. What about what about like the metaverse and shit like that? Is that stuff that you keep tabs on in terms of like? <laughs> virtual dining experiences and getting involved in that sort of stuff like you mentioned you 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 love tech and stuff is that things that you look at or you don't really care (laughs) i don't care i mean it's uh it's interesting um where um that certainly could be something that's you know that comes in the future it's not um and it's not something we're ruling out but it's not something we're focusing on right now right what we what we have is actually as a result of, um, you know, the pandemic and, you know, a positive that came out of this was that we, you know, we had seen this traction, obviously, you know, restaurants were closing and et cetera, and we're building up this, this hype and people were knowing, knowing about us, but we realized that there was a bit of friction in the venue, right? It's like you, because the common way that we work, you have to go up to the counter. There's a QR code that's by the counter, by the point of sale machine. And then you go to then you go to scan that QR code, right? So you have to announce yourself and say, "Hey, I'd love to pay with Payo." You scan the QR code, and then it pops up on your phone on the app, and then you sell the bill, right? Um, all well and good. I mean, you know, a lot of platforms are similar. I think you know the early version of um, ZipPay and Afterpay in store were like that as well. Um, however, if if your experience isn't the same as all your mates in a restaurant. It, that that's not good, right? Your, your your mates are tapping a card and they're walking out, right? And you say, "Oh, hey, gonna pay with Payo," um, and then do that, right? Even though it takes only a second more, you want to have the same experience everyone else is having, right? Um, so oh, we, we want to have tweet. that conversation. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the new features for people like me, Tab. You don't understand. Like I go out for experience, and I'm like, try everything on the menu. Just on Payo. <laughs> exactly right so but i think you know to your point but i still think you know getting an mvp is critical and getting out there before everyone so you know we 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 just got out there and we put that there but what we actually realized was we were like okay how do we solve this problem how do we make it a frictionless environment right and of course um you know people have spoken about this the whole like you know uberization of payments etc right You, you have to bring that experience we saw the success of um you know, what table ordering has had in Australia when you just, you know, with pubs and bars and all that sort of stuff. I think you even had the guys with Mr. Yum on your pod and all of that. So we thought, um, okay, that, that's probably the best way to do it. We've got to find a way of being on the table, right? But we, we want to be a payments platform for hospitality. We don't want to deal with ordering. We don't want to deal with any of that. We just want to handle payments and make it easy for people to use payo, right? So that was our primary focus and what we were thinking about. So by thinking about that, we were like, okay, we can do the opposite of what everyone else was doing. So rather than ordering, we we're going to manage checkout, right? So if you think of like at Coles and, you know, um, Coles or Woolies, right? For so many years, we were just lining up, uh, you know, going all the way back down the aisle. And then one day they were like, 
why don't we just let people with a few stuff just check out themselves and walk out the store, right? Um, and that's the sort of technology that we're bringing to hospitality. You have a QR code on the table, you get served as per normal. So if someone comes and, you know, they talk about the wonderful dish and the wonderful experience and they, you know, they sell you a beautiful bottle of wine. And then after your meal, you scan the QR code and the entire bill pops up, right? And then you can just pay with pay on the phone. It's a web app and you walk out, right? So that was our first thought. And then we were like, hey, we can actually um, solve a couple of problems by doing this. And that was, we can... Um, one, we can add other forms of payments. So it's not just about payo anymore. We can add Apple Pay, Google Pay, or credit card. So it's actually easier for adoption in the venue because if we're just saying this is for payo, then it's like, then there's a hundred different QR codes on the table, right? So we gave people the opportunity to add Apple Pay, Google Pay, and the credit card. And we also gave people the option to split the bill, right? Um, and in Australia, man, I know that's a, that's a big. Oh, that's a, I love that's splitting a, that's the a, bill, especially no, when I've right, just had a couple of soft drinks. You know, yeah, right? hey, <laughs> I ain't paying for all that shit. You had, you had but, rump steak, mate. <laughs> isn't that like? Doesn't that happen like every weekend? You go out with your mates, and then you know, there's someone in the friendship group that's ordering all these expensive cocktails, and then you just having your basics, your basic drink, and then the bill comes, and then you split the bill, <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> dude, that's not fair, right? So, you know, what what we've introduced is that. You know, when, when, when you scan the QR code with, the, uh, with Payo, firstly, there's no app required, right? And then you can actually split the bill evenly. Um, someone can shout the whole bill if they want. You can actually itemize and say, okay, I ordered this, I ordered that, I ordered that. Uh, or, you can, or you can pay, you know, you can, you can pay however much you want, right? Because, you know, if you think like, you know, why in 2022 are we still having this issue of bill splitting in a venue, right? Why are you still going, you know, waiting two weeks for a mate to pay you back and, and, and send you money from a, from, from a group dinner, right? And, um, and even if a venue does let you um, split the bill, they've got to bring the terminal, you know, the FPOS machine to the, uh, to the table, and then he's got his calculator out, and then each person has to tap that machine, right? With Payo, you can just all scan with the QR code, and, um, and you're done. You split the bill however you want to do it and you walk out of the restaurant, right? So it's been, it's been super cool to bring that feature, you know, um, um, through with Payo. And we think, you know, at scale, it's going gonna, it's gonna to solve a problem that's been around for a long time. And um, what's that, what that's going to do as well for, for restaurants with self-checkout is that you're not waiting to wave down someone anymore, right? Why, are you, why is someone sitting there for 15 minutes waiting for the bill? You know, you, you've had a great time and, you know, now you have to try get some of the tension. Um, but, you know, with checkout, you can just scan the QR code and walk out. Um, and for the restaurant, that means they can actually turn over tables quicker, right? All of a sudden in the post-pandemic involved, you know, in a pandemic, right, it's like you're trying to get as many people through as possible. If Payo can let you, let you actually, you know, people turn over tables quicker and you're saving about, you know, 15 minutes a table, that means you can seat more people then you can actually make more money yeah. i feel like that fair splitting thing is you're, so, you're almost saving friendships there oh, yeah, that feature. oh imagine that i could just see all the like marketing that. videos and oh, the marketing fly videos. on the wall and just like how easy was that yeah. before and after yeah, yeah. before yeah. after video shoots no one knows he's a tight ass anymore you know there you go. <laughs> what about you personally Seth? like what are some of like inspirations whether inside or outside the industry whether it's brands or people or people you look up to like 
What, is, what are some of the people that you've um, been checking out? Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, uh, for me, I, um, you know, I'm attracted by people that are, that are fearless, right? Um, people that are fearless and that people that just, you know, you know, are happy to happy, happy to be uncomfortable and just go for things, right? You know, someone like like an Elon Musk, you know, that you know, just you know, breaks down so many things or, or finds a way to challenge things and is not you know not scared to upset a few people on the way, but you know, is, is confident enough to do, to do it his way. Um, so you know, someone like that, um, obviously, um, you know, brands, you know, brands. I can go with brands. I can go like super, super mainstream, like something like an Apple, and then um, you know, super, you know, just because of their consistency, and then you know that that the brand brings and how seamless everything is. Because for us, you know, being frictionless is so important. And then as boutique, as something like, um, you know, do you guys know um, the um, the, um, the like a uh, wine membership, Good Pair Days? Yeah, I used yeah, to have, I yeah. before they were signed up, before they changed the name to Good Pair Days, they used to be something else. So I signed up to them before then. And I like how they yeah. like they send it to I'm, you and they give you the here's what exactly. goes with it, here's what pairs with it. Yeah. So I, I love I love brands like that, right? That are like like, you know, super, super niche and find that little corner to focus on and, and you know, bring like a they've got a fantastic onboarding process, right? Something we're always looking to work on is onboarding with us, right? Because we're trying to get that person to convert to make their first transaction, right? So I really pay attention to people's onboarding process. Um, and from a fintech perspective, I guess, um, you know, um, UpBank up is someone that I that I looked at, you know, a lot in the beginning, just how they did everything, how they're... Um, how they garnered a following and got that that viral effect of people saying like, hey, check out this bank, hey, you know, and, you know, that whole referral and network effect that they had, like, that's what, you know, that's something, you know, we try to replicate and those are the sort of brands we look at, yeah. We're, we're a massive UpBank fan on this end. We've oh. had we've had a few people on, on the pod from Up. We had Dan Wern, who oh, was nice. the original nice. head of design. We had Pete Johnson. Pete Johnson, who's and Anson Parker. head of brand and Anson Parker, head of product. So, yeah. Well, like, um, one of the cool things Big I like that they do, yeah. Their, yeah. their brand and how they like communicate to people. You talk about like communicating to the next generation. I feel like for people, companies here in Australia, there hadn't been many people break the mold and communicate like they have, but do it yeah. in a way where they're still rough and dirty, where they're getting things out the door. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And that, yeah. yeah, like you were saying, like you mentioned pace and speed. Like, mm. is are there any other tips that you have out there for people who might be, you know, going through a journey of building their business and, you know, you've been around the block for, for years, mate, you've been doing lots of different things. Is there any other sort of tips? Cause I think speed's an important one. We always touch on that, don't we? Yeah. I think uh, speed, I think, um, you know, we're, you know, we're early on, right? So when you're early on and you're just starting, you know, like I said, we're just getting 12 months. Customer feedback is a big one, right? You've got to be speaking to customers. You've got to be, you've got to be, you know, especially the people that are, you know, that are loving your product and that have like, you know, are, are, are active users. You've got to be having regular feedback and finding out, you know, what are we doing well? More importantly, where the gems are and what are we not doing well, right? What, what could we do better? Um, so I'd say, you know, having, you know, customer feedback um obviously like i said speed i would say um you know being you know being fearless um is is something you know like being fearless and having the courage to try different things right because like i said we're going up against some big players that have come into hospitality obviously we're ballsy enough to be the first people to do it and say we're gonna do it and everyone's like oh okay 
well, if they're going to do it, let's come in and we've got all our, our 4 million, you know, followers and everything. So you, 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 you got to be fearless. And without that fearless attitude, you, you, you're never going to measure up to these companies because it's going to take something crazy. Uh, going to take something crazy to beat them. Um, and I think always, you know, I think early on is something I, I try not to hire people that, you know, think the same as me, you know, people, I think people are attracted to like, you know, vibing out of people that are similar to them but I actually like people that challenge my ideas right that are like even if I don't go with it at least I'm, I'm given a different perspective I'm given an intelligent different perspective and I uh, I think listening to that you know makes you make a, a better decision making process when you know you, you have a senior team or you have a team that um, you know has different different uh, you know a different way of thinking and, and brings different things to the table yeah Oh, I love that. Hey, question we ask all our guests uh, is our Heaps Normal question, sponsor of the show, non-alcoholic beer. Question we ask all our guests is, what's your version of Heaps Normal? What's the thing you turn to when you're looking to get some energy back in your life? Some energy back in my life. Well, firstly, I, I'm a big fan of Heaps Normal. Um, uh, but uh, to, uh, to answer your question, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working a lot, man. Like, you know, obviously, you know, when, when this is your baby and you're starting out, you spend... You know, you spend a lot of time on this and you obsess about this. Um, I guess I get my, you know, my my time away and to recharge is probably like, you know, big on, you know, big on exercise, you know, go for a long run, especially through 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 COVID, you know, I just like just started, you know, progress from 5K to like 20K runs and just busting that out. Um, you know, that was, you know, that was good. 20K run? Just, yeah, just no, so 20K sure, run, nothing oh, serious. Are you getting out swinging the sticks? Are you out there swinging the sticks? They had the golf clubs closed, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, like man, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, man. I, uh, I try to get out there. The, you know, the only problem with golf, especially when you're in a startup, is that you're out there for four or five hours, right? So to give up that time is um is crazy coincidentally i am going out this sunday but um, <laughs> maybe uh, you should just have I like I <laughs> maybe you should just book business okay. meetings where like and you just meet, they meet you at each hole so you do one meeting for the first couple of holes <laughs> then they they turn up and you just you just playing around walk and talk mate walk and talk <laughs> now for sure hey that's that's a smart idea maybe i should do that um and then lastly um i'll say music matt music is big you know um like to you know just escape, you know escape with that and just you know listen to new albums and um, um, you know crank a few tunes on the weekend and that sort of thing. I'd say that's you know that's probably the space um, you know um, and you know various interviews and that sort of stuff as well. Um, yeah, that's what that's how I'd spend most of my time just to you know my heat normal space man, just music and exercise man. Nothing nothing too crazy. Do you, do you find it hard to switch off sometimes because you're so you have to be so responsive in different areas and there's always someone who needs something at all times yeah so so hard man so hard and of course like you know uh you know the whole the whole talk right now is about work-life balance and all of that and you know i think that's absolutely important um you know as a ceo and founder it's just even when you're at dinner with mates you're like Oh, how can I do this better? Oh, what you know, what point of sale machine do they have? Like, you know, you just you can't help but 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 go that way. Um, but I think it is important to switch off. So, you know, putting the phone away sometimes or, or that sort of thing. Um uh, but you know, I, I do struggle, but I'm you know, I, I try to I do make an effort to try and switch off. Yeah. But it's, it's difficult. Hard, it's hard to switch off a passion though. You know what I mean? Especially exactly. when you're thinking about because you're always you almost don't want to switch off. Like I know for me, it's like I always want to be thinking of shit and new ideas. And I feel like if I'm not, it's like wasted time, you know? 
a hundred percent. And I think I think that's where people maybe struggle as well with like I think maybe the balance is so important to people because they don't like what they're doing, right? Like I, I love what I'm doing. I'm super passionate. I love building things. I like breaking things. I like fixing them. You know, I like um, you know going after stuff. You know, even if I'm sitting at you know dinner, I'm like, you know, and we, when we with mates, you know, I'm trying to convince them about the about our products. I'm like, look, look, it's taking them like 20 minutes to get their bill, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, no, look, like, you know, how, how crap is that, right? Like, you know, and then, and then you know, that conversation starts. So it, it's hard to switch off. But I think if you, if you like what you're doing, man, um, you know, it's very easy to just focus on that. Hey, we're, we're pretty early in 2022. What can we expect to see for the rest of the year? Oh, like payer-wise? And yeah, both, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna continue to um, to to build a to build a, a payments platform that you know makes it a better experience for the consumer, right? You know, they can have the absolutely best experience in a restaurant, and you know, for the for the merchants, that actually helps them, you know, make more you know make more money, right? Increase profits, right? That's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to take away money from Ospo, right? We're trying to, you know, drive value and, and bring something valuable to the business. Um, and, you know, we think by reducing friction within, you know, within payments um, and through the way that we're doing it, that we, we, we can bring that. And, you know, then the next step that we'll probably take is um, look out for a payo, uh, a payo virtual card, man. So we don't have to worry about that. You can, you know, pretty much just tap away and, you um, Go to uh, you know go to any restaurants in Australia and 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 use Payo. So that's going to be exciting to to bring that to the market. So that's 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 the next big thing, man. And we're we're super excited about that. I mean, that is the ultimate you know frictionless environment of being a card, right? <laughs> so yeah, sounds like the perfect first date. You know what I mean? Imagine all the first just <laughs> going out there, going, we can go anywhere you want, babe. <laughs> huh? How good is that? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we've already, we've already got one user and you when, when that comes out. But I think um, it's um, yeah, I, you know that's 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 what we're doing. And of course, look, I know there's obviously different feedback and stuff about you know BNPL, and I think rightly so. You know, we've always looked to do things responsibly in this space. Um, we don't just open the gates to anyone. We do a we are, you know, we do an internal assessment to make sure we're only shouting people that can afford it. You know, want people to have a great time, want to want people to unlock, you know, amazing experiences, you know, want people to remember that, you know, they went to they went to this restaurant and it was because of payo. You know, that's a that's a cool, it's a very emotional and cool thing to be attached to, right? That, you know, I was only able to unlock this or, you know, I was able to attend that friend's thing or farewell party because payo unlocked that, right? But we also want to do it responsibly. Um but you know, we 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 know that this is how this is how people like to pay, right? This is their currency, and you know, as long as you're doing it responsibly, um, it's only a good thing for businesses, and it doesn't cost them until anyone walks through that door. Yeah. Well, man, thank you so much for jumping on and letting us pick your brain. Your story's unreal. I feel like so many people get so much gold out of this episode. So thanks so gold much. Nuggets. These are <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Lock and Rob. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on, man. Yeah, it was a blast. Um, really enjoyed myself. I hope your listeners enjoy and, um, you know, hope to be back on sometime soon. I'm on his wardrobe, mate. I feel like he's one slick unit. There's a couple of uh, convos and topics that we touched on this, this chat, man. I'm telling you. One of my favorites. I'm pretty jealous about the type of experiences that he would get to have at all these restaurants. 
Oh like yeah, like impress me. I have to yeah. go and try it and stuff. But like, we're pigs. Get us in there, Taff. Oh, 100%, 100%. Give us a couple of serviettes and let us eat with our fingers and it's all good, baby. Put us in the corner. Put us in the kids' corner. Little hungry pigs in the corner. Oh, I've got Rob and Locke here because they're pigs and they want to come try out some of the food. They'll try at the kids' menu and let us know if it's any good. I love nuggets. Come on, Taffy Duck. Come on. <laughs> hey, if you're new to the pod, we drop guest episodes Monday, Thursday. Snacks pods, come at you hot. Tuesday, Wednesday, hot or not drops Friday and we're back again tomorrow. See you then. This has been a Wellbeing Network podcast. <laughs> 